Hello and welcome to the MTG Profits Podcast. This is episode 11. Glad you're here to, to join us We're, uh, for this episode. As always, we'll be talking about the world of Magic the Gathering finance and, and all the stories and news and things related to that and all the goings-ons. Give you our point of view and some picks that we think are up-and-coming cards that you should definitely invest in. As always, I'm joined here with my co-host, Devin. Hey, everybody. Hey, Dev. So I think we've, yeah. we've got a couple things in the in the news this week. It wasn't any huge revelations like uh, Ultimate Masters from before. Yeah, it's been uh, a little bit of a quieter week, I think. Yeah. Everybody's still reeling from the blow of the Ultimate <laughs> Masters. <laughs> Actually, you know, that, that does... Uh, well, yeah, it makes me think about uh, what Travis said and... Uh, I saw some more comments on that through the week too about the um, uh, how the box toppers are translucent. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard a lot about that online. The, the Reddits have been going crazy as well as uh, a lot of YouTube channels have been mentioning it as well. So, but you know what? Honestly, I don't I don't think that's as huge of a deal as as people anticipate because the box topper is still located inside the sealed box. So. Oh. Well, yeah. So it's not as critical. I, I, if if someone's going to buy and sell the box, they're probably not going to open it. I can pretty much guarantee you that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, nobody likes to buy open product. No. You know, I, I would never do that, and I assume almost no one would. So oh. it's curious to see. I um, I had uh, been paying attention to the, the velocity of, of the sales on eBay for the uh, the Ultimate Masters, and kind of like what you talked about before, if if the get in point is low enough, sure, you know it might be worth um, might be worth uh, snagging a box or so. I um I I actually did pre order a, a box and I paid um, two sixty three for that. So That's not too bad. It's not terrible. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. I ordered it from the infamous uh, Sports and More. <laughs> the, uh, the 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 much reviled. Uh, internet seller, uh, hated by all LGSs everywhere, and uh, purveyors and sellers of magic. So, well, I guess uh, what, because there's a lot of suspicion around that seller, right? Uh, yeah, that's that's apparently the thought is that it's actually a distributor. So, or <laughs> possibly actually Wizards of the Coast direct selling. Yeah. So, because the distributors are contracted not to sell product directly to the public, mm -hmm. as for their contract with Wizards. But um, they've been doing this for quite some time. The amount of boxes they sell is obscene, and really only a distributor would have access well, yeah, to Yeah, I guess that doesn't make sense. Any other you know, smaller entity yeah. could do that, really. Exactly. So what happens is they fire sale the boxes on, uh, at release time. They make a few dollars uh, you know, profit, and, um, but it immediately and instantaneously destroys box value. <laughs> So it's like uh, what happens is it just flushes the, the price of the boxes down the toilet. And a lot of times they never recover. You yeah. know? The interesting thing about the Ultimate Masters is they sold 4,001 boxes of uh, Ultimate Masters in a 48-hour period. Yeah, that's crazy. And, um, it was funny because prior to them... And these are all eBay them, sales. These are all eBay sales, every single yeah. one of them. Yep. And um, I don't know if you've ever done an advanced eBay search, but you can see what items sold and for what price if you know the name of the item. 
Okay. So I always find that interesting, especially in the singles market. I'll find out what cards are selling for and what price they actually sold for. Hmm. But uh, you could do the same thing with sealed boxes as well. So okay. they, like I said, they, they sold literally 4,000 and one box. Wow. So at, uh, so they roughly grossed uh, $2 million in a 48-hour period. Yeah. So um, it, it, the the funny thing about it is what usually happens, like what happened with Iconic Masters mm-hmm. and what happened with um, Masters 25 is the, the price is cratered instantly to the 140s and yeah. have not recovered. And now they're starting to tick up a little bit. But okay. um, the appetite for the Ultimate Masters is apparently substantial because uh, what happened was Sports and More flooded the market with their boxes, absolutely flooded, and um, and the price held, and um, and now that they're sold out, the prices are starting to tick up a little bit. So it'll be curious, yeah, it'll be curious to see what they settle at, and um, I, uh, from my standpoint, um, if it climbs to three fifty, I'll dump. So yeah. You know, if it doesn't, I'll probably end up sitting on it for a couple of years until it reaches a point where it becomes worth worth selling. So, hmm. three. If I could turn it around in a in a, two months upon release for three fifty, I would probably do that because Not then I probably profit about. I'd probably pocket about fifty bucks. Fifty bucks, you know, right. forty yeah. to fifty after, after everything. Yeah, so that's probably worth it. Barring that, I would probably wait a long time. So. Yeah, I'd be kind of curious to see where the, the prices kind of settle on that, because I, I think we were expecting it to, to kind of dip. Yeah, I, I honestly um, I honestly was thinking that it would follow the same path that the Iconic did, and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to pick these boxes up at, like, you know, 250 240 That was my initial thought thinking. Yeah. But, um, but um, you know, an interesting side note, and I've never seen this happen before, but the sports and more before they sold the boxes mm-hmm. were selling the sale date. They were selling you for a dollar special mm-hmm. advance notice of when they were going to list the boxes for sale for 99 <laughs> cents. They were going to send wow. you a text message that said when they were going to start listing the boxes. So the, the hunger for the ultimate masters is apparently substantial people. They Jeez. thirst for it. So, and I think part of it is because they feel like the uh, and my I I include myself in this uh, category as well. I think what the thought is is that there is going to be some some high quality cards throughout the rarity levels. So you know, good uncommons, good commons, good rares, you know, yep. good mythics. So I, I think I'm hoping that they pack full of juicy goodness. You know, but um, I guess that has yet to be seen. So uh, yeah, I we'll find out. Spoiled, but uh, they always oh, yeah. do spoil. Yeah. Ever since Cardamundi is no longer the sole purveyor of the cardboard, the they always seem to have uh, spoils. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's that's I guess the the new news about wow. yeah, the that Ultimate is, Masters. I, I'd be interested to see what the number of sales of that uh, ninety nine cent. Uh, Notice. How many of those? Yeah. yeah. How many people really went in on that? You know, it's funny. I don't. It's a good. Uh, it's a good question. The um the problem is I, I can't easily find it because I don't know what the heck that thing's called. <laughs> so yeah. like it's hard to find the amount of them that sold because I don't know what to look up. 
It's yeah. easy to look up, you know, Ultimate Masters Booster Box. Sure. You know, but I don't know how they would, I don't know how they describe that pre-sale release information. Wow. That is interesting. That's 99 interesting. cents they were selling that for. And you know, the funny thing is, they might have made a similar amount of money selling those as they did selling the actual boxes. Absolutely, yeah, because that's cost them zero, essentially. <laughs> exactly. And I, I know they tend to fire sale the boxes, so... I think, if I'm not mistaken, the cost for the boxes is going to be around 240. So okay. they sold them for 264. They're they're making like a dollar or two, you know. Sure. So they just they just dump, you know. Which again is why all the LGSs really just despise their presence on the web. Which sure. I don't blame them. It's just another another point of downward pressure for the unfortunate local gaming store. Yeah. So. Yeah, it does seem that whole thing really seems. Uh, Pretty shady. Sort of shady. Yeah. Yeah. Something fishy there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think what is what was the release date again? I want to say uh, early December. Right? I believe so. Like the eleventh or the twelfth or, or something. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. We got a little bit of time, but yeah. um, see how see how stuff shakes out. Yeah, we'll definitely have to, have to keep on top of that and see uh, see what happens. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, so that's that. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I know we had uh, in non uh, magic news, uh, Stanley kicked it today. He uh, yeah moved he on, to, uh, on to uh, Asgard. <laughs> yeah, to Asgard or uh, wherever. Other or I guess Valhalla would be. Uh, I guess Valhalla would be where he went. Yeah, uh, that's where you go after you die. Or, you know, some other. <laughs> he is, uh, pay, he is, uh, paid the ultimate. Maybe he was some sort of scroll of some sort. No, no, really, no. <laughs> uh, I don't think that'll uh, impact anything in the magic markets. But... No, no, just interesting <laughs> side note. Interesting <laughs> side note, yes. Exactly. Stan the man. Uh, yep. That's uh, been terminated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm trying to think what other news did we have. Uh, so, um, I mentioned that you had seen this before, I think I did, um, the Scryfall. So, there was a news story that, um, Scryfall partnered up with TCG Player. So yes. Scryfall, as we've seen, is, you know, it's a very, uh, it's a good, uh, informational site, uh, letting you search on different cards with about a million different filters and criteria that you can use. I think they have some other options in there too for. Uh, I like a Scryfall. I've, I used it almost exclusively after the Gatherer started blowing chunks. Yeah, yeah. You can look at different sets. You can look at random cards. Um, I think it's it's more of a, a search tool than yeah, exactly. Um, you know, managing your collection or anything like that. That's uh, right. But uh, now they've teamed up with uh, TCG Player, and the idea being that TCG Player is going to providing funding to Scryfall um, uh, that'll give them you know, the, the ability to work more on the site and improve that and uh, they wanted to make a lot more of their, their content shareable uh, have more tools available for, for uh, different formats and uh, different uh, player types um, uh, work more on tools for streaming and streamers. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see where that turns out. Uh, the, I guess the good news as, as part of that is if you're on TCG Player, uh, or, or yeah, um, 
uh, well, TCG Player is going to phase out Scryfall's paid memberships. Any of the existing I ones. saw they were basically going to be free. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, the ability that the paid memberships provide are now going to be free of charge. Yeah, so that's a good deal. So yep. uh, now's the time to sign up, I guess, basically. Um, I think uh, that it's all going to be free whenever you sign up moving forward, I guess. You know, I don't think there's a time limit. Well, yeah, you, yeah, there's not a time limit. But if you, I guess you hadn't signed up before, you, you wanted to sign up to get those additional services from them now, um, you can do that without a, a fee. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'll be curious to see how it works. I I. I I I buy a lot more cards on TCG Player than I sell on TCG Player, um, but um, I do like the TCG Player model. And you know, I, I like how I can go on there and and look across it and get generally speaking very low prices. You typically don't overpay on TCG mm-hmm. Player, so it's uh, I use it a lot for purchasing. You know, and and at one point they had a fantastic and and, um, and I co- I kind of hope they end up. Uh, sort of integrating this in with the Scryfall somehow. Um, it was a, a quick scan tool that you'd use your phone to instantly generate a, uh, a cell list. And uh, so it was uh, it was on the phone app, on the TCG Player app. Yeah. And what would happen is you could scan your cards and it instantly recognized them and added them to your, you know, quote-unquote digital collection. Okay. So you could just, you could you could lay out cards on a table and then scan an entire table's worth. Sure. And it would pull them in. Wow. So you didn't have to manually do it. And it worked really well. It was very effective. And um, and you could scan them very quickly, too. You could be like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. It would, like, scan them really fast yeah. as if you did one-by-ones. Like, you could scan a whole stack of cards really quickly. Mm. and um, Or you could just spread them out on the table, scan them all at one time. And um, the reason that I really liked that was because it, it sort of generated your digital collection pretty fast, and it was a sure. way to inventory your cards way faster than normal. And the utility of that, or what they were trying to accomplish with that, was, I think, a little misguided. What they were trying to do was generate lists that you could then sell to people that had buy lists. So okay. for the sake of argument, say you're uh, Star City Games, and yeah. you have a buy list of cards. And um, you could the, and the cards that they want to buy and mm-hmm. you could scan your collection in and then submit that collection to whatever the computer is that controls the stuff and sure. it would tell you how much um you know star city would pay you for those cards yeah um and the problem with that is i don't want to buy list sell my cards to somebody that only wants to pay me 30 percent of their value Mm-hmm. I would so much rather scan them all in and list them all for sale. Yeah. On TCG Player. Sure. <laughs> so <laughs> I, you know, why would I want to unload my cards at thirty percent of their value when I could probably sell them for eighty percent of their value? You see what I mean? So was was uh uh I guess TCG Player then basically acting as a middleman for your buy list? Ex- essentially, yes. So, so they were going to take your list of scanned cards in the, in buy list form and uh, pass it on to Star City or whoever and, I guess, generate a little commission in the process. Or little yeah, thing. I'm not even sure if they how they got how that was monetized for TCG mm. Player, but essentially it was like a tool that was little, able to okay. grease the wheels by you giving your cards to 
like a, a large, you know, re- retailer at okay. cheap prices. So, uh, Card Kingdom also did something like this. That they charged for the app. It was a five dollar charge, and okay. uh, I can't remember the name of the app. It also worked exceptionally well. It might have been something like Scry. It said seemed to have Scry in the name. Yeah. Um, Hmm. And uh, it worked similarly, and then they gave you a $5 credit to shop on their website with. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, oh, it's kind of free. You just get a free credit. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I but, mean, that's good. Uh, I mean, I think those, these kind of tools are, are great. I think TCG Player has got their little niche where it seems like a lot of the price uh, history and price setting and price data all comes from them. A lot of those yeah, uh, prices of are all based on it. It seems uh, yeah. it's kind of a good position. TCG for them player to be, mid pricing. Yeah. You know, what do you value that at? TCG player mid. You know, and it, it seems like all of that data they provide free as well. So if you want to integrate that with your site, you know, you can uh, use some of their APIs and whatnot to uh, bring in that data um, and supply it. So kind of puts them in a good position i i would say it does yeah i think it does i think they i think they want to be the major you know place where you go to buy and sell cards which you know is, is, a, is a laudable goal for them i mean that's you know it's how they make their bucks so they want to be the best and they seem to be doing a pretty good job with it so. would you just say now that most pricing is based on their pricing that's i would say there? so i would say so like I, I, I don't know. It wasn't uh, kind of in the past. It was. It seems to me that it was uh, Star City who kind of guided the market. And, you know, and it, kind of it sort of that. was for a while, especially when it came to trade values. A lot of people would use Star City games to determine, like for example, if I had a Steam Vents or something, mm-hmm. and you had like, you know, uh, I don't know, something like uh Ah, I can't even think like a, a Wrath of God or something. And then you sure. say, "Oh, okay. Well, let's let's look up Wrath of God. Let's look up Steam Vents. Up, oh, Steam Vents is worth twice as much as Wrath of God on uh, Star City. Mm-hmm. So that would be, you know, very commonly done. Yeah. I think now more commonly people use uh, TCG Player mid pricing. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Which is. Probably more realistic. You would never buy cards from Star City. The, the prices are so extreme. They're, well, yeah, they're, they're definitely at a premium. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't remember the last time I bought anything from them. Yeah, uh, same here. Years. Yeah. yeah. I actually think it was like two years ago. I actually bought two boxes of Ixalan from them sealed for $69 shipped. Wow. It was their Black Friday sale. Okay. It was the last time I bought something from them. And I want to say... The first time I bought something from them. <laughs> so I was like, oh. it seems like the Black Friday sales, if you're trying to shoot your load on sealed product, yeah. Very shortly. It is. Uh, cool Stuff Inc. seemed to do something pretty good with uh, their, uh, their, their, their Black Friday. Uh, periodically, apparently, Star City does, Channel 5. They all, all the biggies do, you know, all, sure. these, all these places. It seems to me, too, that, that Star City is, well, one of the areas that they kind of pioneered and are definitely a, a force in is kind of the whole uh, event hosting and tournaments that they, they've really taken over that scene. On the East Coast, it's Star City, and on the West Coast, it's Channel CFB. Yeah, exactly. Yep, so they've really focused on it, it seems like. 
Yeah. And I think Wizards wants it that way. Wizards wants these large, single, monolithic groups to deal with. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think they almost prefer it. Hmm. You know? But... You know, just to bring it back around, too, I'm trying to remember, wasn't uh, uh, Scryfall, it was originally something else, and that was purchased. I can't remember. Do you remember? remember. This, this was happened not, not that long ago. I want to say maybe six yeah. months ago or something. It was something before, and then it got taken over by Scryfall, and then... Was it magicinfo.net? That's right, you're right. Yep, yeah, yeah, Magic Cards. Magic Info. Yeah, magiccards.info. That's That's what it was. Yeah, they absorbed them, because that's what I used to use. (laughs) Exactly, yeah, same here, same here. Yeah, that's exactly right. That was sort of, I would consider, a merger of equals, because they were both free, (laughs) apparently, you know. Mm -hmm. You know who I'm sure misses the magiccards.info is uh, Scott there, I think that's where they... (laughs) I think they Uh, made it easiest to print the proxies. (laughs) Uh... They would print, you know, four of sheets. Oh, do you want yeah. one proxy, two proxy, or four proxies? There's a lot of proxy places, yeah. <laughs> print out those they, proxy duels. They yeah. made it super easy. <laughs> Shout out uh, to Scott there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of, yeah, it's interesting that they're, they're kind of taking over now, you know. It's, it's like, well, this is another little site. Now it's, you know, merger here. It's kind of how these things move around yeah Eh, i guess it's just like anything else yeah no it's good i mean i think it's it's good there seems to be a lot of you know a lot of these kind of magic i don't even know what to call it magic related magic magic resource related sites with yeah a lot of storefronts and and articles and and strategy and and all of this sort of stuff everybody competing and everybody linking to the same kind of things Mhm. Um, I don't know. Tight universe, yeah. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, good good news for us. With yeah, the, yeah. This uh, new partnership. So. Yeah. Absolutely. See, see where see where that goes. I want to say is it is it time for us to start thinking about moving on to our picks here? Uh, I got two. I'll do two other real quick quick uh, news items here. Um. I was telling you earlier uh, about uh, just some art news. The um, oh, that's right. We had uh, you know the Ultimate Masters coming out, like we talked about. So you know a lot of these uh, uh, artwork that you see on the cards, you know, they originate from some sort of some creation by an artist. You know, it could be a digital creation, it could be you know watercolor, it could be acrylic, it could be any sort of medium there. Uh, but you know, in some cases, there is an actual physical. Portrait that's available of this uh, piece of art, and this was the case for the new Bitter Blossom art that was in Ultimate Masters. Uh, this was actually created by uh, uh, Jesper Edgesing uh, for uh, Ultimate Masters, and he sold the original artwork to uh, VintageMagic.com, Daniel Chang of that, uh, for twelve thousand dollars. So big. Big purchase for that. This was an acrylic on board, uh, measuring about 12 inches by 16 inches. So, not not a giant uh, picture, but um, you know, one that was sold for a size pretty of pretty penny. Yeah, 12 G's is yeah for 12 by 16. It's not uh, 
not an insignificant sum right there. It's somewhat, somewhat substantial. Yeah. It's pretty cool looking. I, I, I'll yeah, say. I don't mind the, you know, the, the new uh, piece, which is, if you've seen it, it's it's a little, I guess, a little fairy, and it's kind of crouching in uh, a plant, and you can kind of see some other fairies in the background. It's like look suckling around. on those bitter blossoms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's I, I like it better than the original. People went crazy over the original. I didn't enjoy that original artwork. It Not, was okay. I, I actually had one at one point and I sold it. <laughs> you know, people seem to love the Rebecca Guay and and that and I and I'm like, oof, I'm not a, not a huge fan of that personally, that art style. But yep. uh, people I'm do not, seem to like it. I prefer this newer one more, to be honest. I, yeah, I like the newer one more. Um, I think it is cool kind of owning an original piece of art like that. That is a kind of a fun. That's I think a whole so different kind of story, uh, you know, about uh, talking about artists and the actual artwork for these magic cards. And exactly. How that, that figures in with the finance the collectability. Of magic and the collectability. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of those things where it's it's kind of a nice... I, I don't know, you get attached to these things and you're like, wow, I, I really like that. And exactly. I want to own the art. I want to collect it. You know, yep. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm sitting here in my, my man cave area and I've got the, I've got some of those things that you, uh, help you, uh, framed for me. The, uh, the signed artist prints and yeah, the signed cards. Nice. I'm yeah. sitting here staring at them. They kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one of the GPs we went to, and I maybe it was Nashville. I don't remember exactly, but I remember it was the the original art for the one vampire, and it was it's like a barony vampire, maybe. He's like kind of a, a vampire, and he's kind of like uh, I think he's like on his castle, um, uh, on the castle wall, looking out. Um, uh, if that sounds familiar. Gosh, yeah. Uh, Do you remember how, what it was going for? Yeah, the bar, the barony vampire. That was right. Yeah, he's, okay. he's just uh, he was from M11. He's a three-two vampire, and it's just kind of a vampire gazing out into the horizon. You see, like uh, you know, the dark clouds and the moon and everything. And it just was kind of a cool-looking piece. And I want to say it was like maybe one thirty, one fifty. Oh, is that right for the yeah. original or for the original? For... Yeah, oh, the wow. original one. And I mean, it wasn't big. It was a fairly small piece. That's what always surprises me a little bit is the, the relatively small size of the artwork. I always imagine it being like, you know, you know two feet by three feet. Yeah, like, like something yeah. sizable. Yeah. yeah, you don't expect it to be on like an 11 by 8 inch thing. Yeah, <laughs> a little pretty plate. tiny. Yeah. yeah, and I think that if I, if I remember correctly, that was the situation. I think you're right. Yeah, like it's not big. Thing. It's not, not that big. But it's uh, funny because I know I have that card signed, and I'm I'm sure I sat there and saw that. Yeah, by the darkem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I, I like a lot of his art too. That's good art. I think it looks good. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely kind of a cool cool piece. Yeah. Um. I guess the the one last news item we had. Uh, we've talked about it before. We gave our our review of it. Uh, Arena. I hope everybody's playing that. It's actually, you know, I think we're both getting a little more hooked on it. And yeah, so, I probably clocked in many hours at this point. Me too. It's just it's just so fast and easy to do. You can get a game in and then bounce off or, you know, a couple games. And there's still that little thrill of opening a pack just to see what you're going to get. Yeah, it's not quite the same as real life, but no. it feels pretty nice even still. 
Yeah, there's still a little little bit of excitement when you flip over the rare <laughs> or whatever. You know, the, the funny thing about it is, and I don't know if you feel this way, but it almost brings back a little bit of that nostalgia feel for me. Like, because the only way to get these damn cards, you can't trade them, you can't yeah. buy them, yeah. you actually have to crack the packs to get them. So it's almost like when we were kids playing magic and, and cracking packs. Yeah, a little you know? bit. Yeah. The only way you're getting these things to add to your collection is to get these packs. And I sure as heck don't want to pay real money for this. So oh, I, God, I, no. You know, so, so I grind away to earn the gold points, to earn the ability to draft, and then crack the packs. So yeah, exactly. it almost brings back that old-fashioned, old-school feel that I enjoy so much. Yep. You know? Anyway. Yeah, it is nice. It does. It gives you that kind of uh, goal of getting a, that you're rewarded for, you know, uh, the you're draft blind. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To get these packs. Although it is a little, the, the costs are a little steep. Uh, you know, what is it? Uh, a thousand for a pack if you're gonna if you're gonna buy the pack, I... and then five thousand for a draft. Uh, yeah. And you know, as we said, the the pack only has what is it? Eight cards? Nine cards? It does, yep. It's uh, not many. <laughs> no, no, it's true. So, but, you know, and, and in keeping with the spirit of finance and being uh, frugal, uh, you know, it is a cheap way to do it. It is. It is, you know, the cheapest, easiest way to play Magic, period. Yeah. You know, there's no cheaper, easier way. And um, and I think you were telling it was you that was saying that this week I believe is when they're coming out with the challenger mode, so you can play with your own friends and family. You know exactly so. uh, the fifteenth. So, so this Thursday, uh, we should see a big update to the game, and hopefully that new game mode will be added. So we'll, and hopefully nice. it, it, there's not too buggy, uh, but uh, we should be able to challenge each other. I, I I would hope, and I it's probably too much to ask that. The, you know that mode also includes like we'd be able to draft together as well, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, I, I wouldn't count my. Uh, I wouldn't. That, that uh, seems probably a little too advanced for that maybe. initial. Look how long it took him to get a, a buddy mode. I know, <laughs> I know. Sake. Yeah, I'd say yeah. Let's get the friend mode. That is critical. Yeah. Uh, and maybe a better chat mode too. But uh, exactly. But you know what? We'll have to um, we'll have to christen the new mode. We'll have to play against each Absolutely. other on Thursday or Absolutely. Friday or something. Trying to get a couple couple decks. Uh, yeah. Beef up, up your decks so I uh, yeah. so I can spank you down. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Like, oh, we're doing pretty good, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, like my deck is pretty big. <laughs> it, it is pretty sizable. Although you know, I did. I, I haven't pipped pimped it out all the way you know i haven't gotten all the little dual lands and all that sort of stuff for it I, honestly no i i don't either i don't bother I, and i i have a hard time i don't want to blow all my mythics and rares oh, and wild cards uh, on uh, one deck exactly i i, I absolutely refuse because i feel like i might need them at some point like need you yeah, know so I, i'm still sitting on like three mythics only three rares I think nine uncommons and nine commons is exactly. what I'm sitting Me on. Me too. Yeah. Yep. I don't want to blow through them in a in a, a you know I don't want to be hasty uh, with my utilization of those because they are hard to reacquire. It, it is not easy. Yeah, uh, it's not it's to, to acquire these. So those wild cards take forever. Absolutely. So. Uh, be cautious. So yeah, so look uh, for this Thursday. So some Excellent. good news on Arena, and uh, hopefully that's just going to keep getting better. Yeah, yeah. I think um, 
I think now we might want to move on to our yeah, picks. Yeah, let's do it. I think it's time to, time yeah, to get some time picks to in here. Uh, clearing up. Yeah. Did you want to go first with your uh, sure, number? Sure, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll go for I'll go first here. So uh, over the weekend, there's been a lot of tournament action, a lot of guilds of Ravnica-specific um, gameplay going on and some different events, uh, different tournaments happening, and a lot of decks coming out. seems overall that the big news there has been Boros, red-white decks, and uh, the rise of the weenie decks. So... My picks have uh, specifically due to that, and I would say that these, I don't know if these will be uh, cards that are going to have a long-term value, but I, I think they're they're definitely going to have some value in the short term. So it might be a, a buy quickly and sell relatively quickly, depending on uh, the tournament uh, scene and where that goes. But uh, to that end, uh, my first pick is the Venerated Loxodon from Guilds of Ravnica, uh, four colorless, one white mana, four four creature, convoke. Uh, when he enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature that convoked it. So this is a bonus for all those little white decks. You know, nice. you can convoke them out. You tap all your soldiers, convoke them out early, put a plus one, powers everybody up. And, you know, for only five casting costs, it's pretty reasonable, pretty easy to do quickly if you're pumping out all these little soldier tokens yeah. or, or whatever else. Especially with the Convoke, you can drop him pretty early. Yeah, I've, I've seen him in action on Arena a couple times. He's come oh, out have you? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, I've played against him, and that's definitely a, a nuisance. Uh, right now, he's pretty cheap. He's, um, you know, around a little over a dollar. So, nice. uh, you know, I could see him going up to maybe $2. I, I wouldn't think yeah. too much. Uh, but, um yeah, especially if you see him getting used a lot. That's, exactly. That's nice. Exactly. That, now's the time maybe to jump in on that um, and get him all. Pump and a well, dump. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So. Nice. So what's your what's your first pick? My, my first pick is uh, I, again I tend to go back to the more casual. Um, I, I like your approach of trying to keep, kind of sort of pay attention to what's going on. Um, I have been out of the loop, and um, so I. I my pick is more of a casual. Again, I keep going back to this uh, commander style and uh, casual play, and it's um it's a dragon-oriented card that uh, is really a toolbox card that really can go in essentially any dragon deck. Any dragon deck since the inception of Magic, dragons have always been a relatively sought-after sort of tribe, along with angels and and um, demons and you know the goblins it's one of the Elves, people like yeah. to play yeah so dragons are always pretty pretty high up there and this card is a three mana artifact called dragon's horde and uh it's an m19 rare and it says whenever a dragon it's three mana casting cost colorless whenever a dragon enters the battlefield put a put a gold counter on the dragon's horde yeah. you can tap the horde to remove a gold counter to draw a card no cost, just tap it, draw a card. And um, additionally, it's tap to add a mana of any color to your mana pool. And it's not just for casting dragons. It's uh, just tap to add one mana of any color. So this card's going for about 78 cents right now. This is one of those cards that actually would be a buy and hold for me. I would actually buy this card and hold probably for a couple of years. Uh, this is the kind of card that won't creep up for a while, but when it does... It'll just slowly grind its way up. So it's a casual appeal card, and and um, 
it, it'll see it'll see play in dragon decks for quite some time i think yeah i think as you said you know dragons have been one of those ever-present tribes and you know they're they'll be back again and there there's a bunch yep. of dragons in this these latest blocks um this is definitely a good card for the the dragon toolbox um, yeah it's kind of a fun you know fun card to play with too so and it gives you some draw and some gas when you run out of cards so so I like it for seventy eight cents. That's a buy. Yeah, I think that that you can't go wrong with that. I, I yeah. think we'll, we'll definitely see some more dragons and some other bigger dragons coming, or you know, who knows? Some yeah, there's dragon always dragons, dragons floating around. Or something, yeah. Exactly. There'll be something with that. Nice. You got uh, a second or backup? I got pick? one last cheapo pick here. Um, nice. You know, I, I talked about um, the rise of the the white weenie decks here at the moment, and I, I saw this. I, I played against this card recently, and I, I liked it. And I saw someone's comment. They're like, "Why is this card not in any of the decks? It's great." <laughs> and I thought to myself, nice. "That's a good point." And uh, to that end, it's the Hazda Marshall. Uh, it's from Guilds of Ravnica. It's a one-one human soldier. Just one white mana. Whenever the marshal and at least two other creatures attack, create a one-one white soldier creature token with lifelink. So very cheap. Uh, it's an uncommon. Um, you know, it's pretty easy to get. A, you're going to have a bunch of little guys, uh, little tokens yeah. or other you know low casting cost creatures. You're going to be attacking. You're going to be aggressive. So worst case scenario, you're probably going to get one white and white. Uh, soldier token out of this yeah i think this is a nice early drop i mean yeah yeah not bad not bad i think he's pretty decent it, it's, it reminds me um god what was what, what was the mechanic um from uh guild pack was it uh Gosh. you know the one where it's like if you attack with two or more creatures Battalion? battalion? I believe Battalion. Yeah, battalion. that sounds right. It sounds pretty much yeah. like that as his ability, basically. Yeah. Just in, put Just the in, keyword in there. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, Plus, he, you know, it's nice to be dropping these little guys. And they're 1-1 white soldier tokens with life link as well. So yeah. they're even better little soldier tokens. So Exactly. and it, You can't beat that yeah. for one mana. No, I think it's a great deal for one mana. And, you know, at first I thought, you know, these little white... Soldier tokens, lifelink. Oh, not that big of a deal. But wow, they can really grow out of control. And yeah, that, they, they can. They get to be a problem. Exactly, because it's not you know they're, they're getting numerous and doing damage to you while at the same time putting your opponent ahead, life-wise. Yeah. So it's a, it's a double threat. Exactly. I, I so kind of like it. He's going really cheap right now. You can get him for well, less than ten cents. So I, I could see that. Jumping up to maybe seventy-five cents, you know. Yeah, maybe a dollar at best. At best, yeah. But, you know, I, I think you know if he, if you can get him for five cents and sell him for fifty cents, man, you know. And, and this is the kind of card that you you buy like you know twenty of them, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's like you, you got a whole bunch of them. You buy as many as you can get for two dollars, <laughs> and then exactly. and then you see if you end up selling them for you know ten dollars down the road. So. Exactly. Exactly. It's like we, we've talked about before. It's like you don't, you know, it seems like such small amounts, but the percentage gains are, are, yeah, the are percentage can be giant on something like this. And, you know, as you said, if you're spending two bucks on it, yeah, you've lost nothing. Yeah. It, exactly. Yeah. Very low buy-in cost on that. Absolutely. 
absolutely. So we'll see where where the marshal leads us. <laughs> nice. My uh, my second sort of bonus pick is um is a relatively recent re- release. It's a um it's a four mana. It's a it's called the Demon of Catastrophes. I love the and, demon. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's four mana, two black, two colorless, M nineteen rare, and uh, it's a six six flying trample. And its drawback is that you have to sacrifice a creature when it comes into play. And um, I think I think the um, I think the potential for this card is is really pretty high. For four mana, it drops a yep. whole lot of power onto the board that effectively must be answered. And um, I actually think you may do better in upcoming sets where we have the Rakdos coming, sure. which typically is a sacrifice heavy color combination yep. maybe even some orzov you know they tend to have little slave units to sacrifice sure. and, you know so i think we're coming up on some some uh, some guild combinations that can benefit from this and i think we might see more of it in the next uh in the next set um and he's going for you can get him for about 30 cents right now that's so good so, you so can't worried. really go wrong for that and that's another yeah. one you know you buy us four ofs because Decks that want him probably want four of him. Yep. So you know you buy four of him for like a buck twenty to a buck fifty, and then you know when he jumps to even when he jumps to sixty cents, you know then you sell him for two forty and you paid a buck forty. You're you're doing okay. Yeah. You know? So this is a fun card. I even think like even if I had to use it myself, I'd be like, well, I wouldn't mind having four, a four of. I wouldn't yeah. mind having a bunch of those to put in decks. There's, very few black decks that don't want a 4-4 flying trample for four. Oh, absolutely. Great card. Great card. And, and you know, you can, with such a low cost, you can get him out fairly early, too. You yeah. don't have to wait until turn four for him, that's for sure. He has to be answered. You can't leave him on the board floating around, flying trampling all over yourself. I mean, exactly. you have to answer him. So, yeah, yeah I like him. You can for, easily drop him by turn three. You know, Eventually, if, even if, sooner. Even if you can't, just on turn four, man, that's that's ahead of curve right there. Six oh, six flying trample. You're you're in good really shape. Good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, I know I, I have him in a couple of my decks, and uh, one of the cards I wanted to build around, and uh, I think uh, I don't know if we've actually mentioned on this one, but um, the uh, the new enchantment from uh, I think it was Dominara, where. Um, uh, if you have five different demons with different names, you win the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The alternate win thing. It was a, yeah, it's an alternate win condition from that one. So kind of fun. You. He's definitely one of those, and he's he's great on his own. So yeah, he he's useful. Uh, he's, he's, he's he's great. Certainly, certainly can do it. It was uh, Liliana's uh, something like bargain or pact or something. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, can't go wrong for thirty cents. No, no, no. Actually, I think it's M nineteen. M nineteen is uh. Okay. What else from? Where I say the wrong thing, some people are like, no. <laughs> Get raked over the coals, Andy. Yeah, and actually, it's in the same set. So yeah, it's Liliana's contract, and uh, when it enters the battlefield, you draw four cards, lose four life. At the beginning of the game, four more demons with different names. You win the game. Okay. So. Kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like alternate wins. We've sort of talked about that before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
time. But I wanted to, um, I guess, give the quick, uh, quick review well, well, quick, before well, we well, quick uh, recap. So we yeah, had, the recaps. You yeah. had uh, let's see, Dragon's Horde, and um, the Demon of Catastrophes. Yep. And I had the Venerated Loxodon and the Hazda Marshal. Marshal. Very good. So those are our picks ahead, for the week. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. You're good. I wanted to mention the recap, so it's it's good. But um, also wanted to mention to our listeners that we also have uh, we post these up on YouTube as well. So if you prefer using that as your uh, medium or way to uh, absorb content, please feel free to click on over there and also uh, check out the website. It is a uh, work in progress, but actually is reasonably good. So. Uh, It'll only get better over time. It's coming along, and that's uh, mtgprofits.com. So uh, poke on over there and, and, uh, yeah, take a look. However you like to consume your content, we'll try to be be everywhere soon. We we shall. (laughs) We shall. And uh, until next time, may all your picks be profitable. Have a good night. All right. See you guys.